Yeah, it's party time. It's Thursday. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it on, Sarah Gonzalez. Got my tequila. You got tequila. We're drinking. Ready to go. Uh, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, I love this shirt. I miss precedented times. <laughs> we didn't talk about any of the headlines Boy, uh, we? on the Wednesday show. I, I haven't gotten anything this week. So I, I feel like I'm playing catch up. You were on a quite a roll uh, yeah. I, uh, in yesterday's episode. Feedback's awesome. The feedback is awesome. Um <laughs> So, the uh, border, the U.S. southern border uh, arrests now surpassed 2 million for the first time. Wow. That's... That's just arrests, by the way. That's arrests. <clears throat> so, you know, probably twice that have come across. Right. Uh, one would assume, let's say at least 2 million have come across. Let's say 1 million. It's a lot of human beings. It's a lot of human beings. And Oh, and don't worry. The border towns can just handle they that. They can handle it. They yeah. have the infrastructure oh, for yeah. it. Um, Not Martha's Vineyard, though. Don't ask them to. No. Don't ask them uh, We to would never. Anything. No. Uh, you know, a million people. Okay, so that <laughs> is roughly the population of Fort Worth, Texas. All right, Fort Worth, I think, is about the 17th, 18th, 20th largest city in America. Right? Yeah. Something like that. Um, that's, that's, that's a lot of human beings. Let's say a million came across the border while well, 2 million have been apprehended. So where, where are the 2 million that have been apprehended? Because if you go to the, these border town airports, McAllen, Texas stands out, they, there's, they're, the airports are full. We've been, yeah. we've been sending them into the interior of the United States for years now, mm -hmm. right? Um, and Joe Biden was asked in a press conference yesterday about, or day before yesterday, about uh, why is the border open worse than ever before? And he said, I'm not worried about Mexico. Or uh, he said, I'm more concerned with Venezuela and places like that. Uh, and, and he actually said, we want to ship them back. Who said that? Joe Biden. Really? Yeah. He said, oh, we're working on ways to ship them back to these states. Oh yeah! Imagine if Donald uh, Trump. Had well, said exactly. That. <laughs> I mean, if if that type of phraseology had been used, um, it would be well, it'd be hell to pay, quite honestly. And um, I want to see, uh, you know, I never can find it when I want to find it. Yeah, but yeah, I'll find the clip at the break. Wow! But he said it. Uh, you know, it's one of those Joe Biden's as he's walking away from the lectern, they ask a question, he comes back and he's going to make his point, you know, walking all the way back to the lectern like he's really going to show everybody. But that's what he said. You know, his handlers are dying, dying. on the inside he's when like, he does. Oh, he said, shit, more, he turned back know, around. I'm, I'm more interested in, you know, we're more interested in Venezuela. And he named off some other places, but he said, we're not worried about Mexico right now. I mean, as if that th there can't be, uh, you know, threats from right. both countries. Now, I agree it's not Mexicans that are crossing the border. In fact, right. Mexicans are getting annoyed that there are so many Americans that are moving to Mexico right. City. Uh, so I agree with that. But I just love that he's like, oh, no, no, Mexicans are fine. They're all good. It's just the Venezuelans that are bad. So let's talk about that. So in the month of August 2022, there were 203,598 encounters along the southern border in, uh, in August. 
It's 1.7% increase over July's 199.976 figure, but lower than uh, the encounters recorded last August. So about 300 lower, 200 lower. Of those encounters, 55,333 were migrants from Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua, representing a 175% spike from a year ago, the figure show. The same time, uh, encounters with migrants from Mexico and Central America fell for the third month in a row, 43% decrease from a year ago. So uh, he said the, uh, this says that the uh, Border Patrol said 157,921 were unique migrant encounters while the remainder involved repeated encounters with migrants who had already been expelled or deported. So, um, they're leaving and coming back, right? Of course. Um, Why wouldn't you? And did you see the clip from the resident on Martha's Vineyard when they asked her about Kamala Harris being the border czar? And she said, that's a joke. We all know that, right? (laughs) No, I didn't see that either. Yeah. I'm giving y'all some homework to go look this yeah, stuff up. Yeah, I know. Up. Me too. I'm like, I'm the I'm the media. You are. I'm the news person, and I haven't seen either of these I clips. Know. But she said, she said, oh, no, that's a, that, that's a joke. We know that. She goes, and I don't blame Ron DeSantis for sending them here. I mean, why wouldn't they want to come here? Right. And I mean, yeah. that's common sense. Well, I love that, you know, someone tried to, to tell me that the other day um, online of just like how evil and what a fascist Ron DeSantis was to take them to a place like Martha's Vineyard. It's like, really? Because the immigrants themselves were telling news reporters that they were actually thanking Ron DeSantis for taking them there. They were actually pretty pleased with it. Yeah. It was just the white liberals who were upset. You know, two things I want to point out, two stories. First of all, the uh, Bear County Sheriff, that's San Antonio, Texas. Mm, I love that you're uh, bringing this up. Should have gotten there yesterday with this story. But uh, he's the one who said he was going to bring charges against Ron DeSantis. Uh, first of all, there were 54 people who died in a tractor trailer from overheating uh, in San Antonio, Texas, not long ago. In Bayer County. Under his jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And, um, but again, he, uh, he uh, this is Javier Salazar, announced the investigation during a press conference saying that he was bothered by the flight, so we're absolutely opening up an investigation into this. Jeez. Um, uh This statement from the governor's office in Florida uh, said uh, immigrants have been more than willing to leave Bear County after being abandoned, homeless and left to fend for themselves. Florida gave them an opportunity to seek greener pastures in a sanctuary jurisdiction that offered greater resources for them, as we expected. Uh, Unless the Massachusetts National Guard has abandoned these individuals, they have been provided accommodation, sustenance, clothing, and more options to succeed following their unfair enticement into the United States, unlike the 53 immigrants who died in the truck found abandoned in Bear County this June. Horrible. But who? So who's using them as political pawns again? Exactly. Why are they being enticed to come across the southern border of America in the first place? Mm -hmm. And that's this administration. They could shut that down. Mm Mm-hmm. They can shut that down. Well, I mean, Trump, to his credit, was was doing what he could to do that. And yeah. they Joe Biden literally bragged about that being one of the policies that he was reversing. Yeah. I mean, they very, very clearly and deliberately reversed Trump's remain in Mexico policy to try to encourage this kind of migration. Now, my weird sense humor. Again, you can't make fun of human beings. It, what that's what i do what else do you make fun of um but they gave them you know the brochure 
Uh, you know, they gave him the brochure. It was a publication from. Uh, it was written in both English and Spanish. It was titled Massachusetts Refugee Benefits. <laughs> had pictures of Massachusetts. And it contained information directly from the Massachusetts government website. That's what they gave these these folks as they loaded them and rolled them up. Have you seen the uh, the consent form that the people who are being bused from Texas have to sign? No. It's amazing. It's great. It's um, the, It says you're going to be, in, again, it's in English and Spanish, and it's like you're going to be taken to, you know, one of these two places, and it lists like New York, and it says... This is a sanctuary city for you. They have they have promised the resources to, you know, to take care of you. And then it says Washington, D.C. And it's like this will put you uh, closer to your Congress people who can help you because they've advocated for you to be here. So we're just trying to help you out, sending you to these people who have asked you to come. Yeah. Sanctuary cities, they, they sound good. Right. They sound good. But until somebody asks them to actually actually sanctuary. Yeah. They don't sanctuary so much when they are actually sanctuarying. Well, I mean, this, just the idea that there's a sanctuary city typically means you've broken the law in some regard and you need some sort of sanctuary. Relief. So I'm not so sure how I feel about that. Exactly. Uh, over one third of San Franciscans plan to leave uh, because their sanctuary city has become crime ridden. Um. Over 1,650 people to measure attitudes on what's working, what isn't, performance of the city government, the future of the city, and more. Respondents overwhelmingly indicated the great deal isn't working. The city is performing poorly. The future looks bleak, and it may not be worth hanging around much longer. 65% said uh, of the respondents said the city run by Democratic Mayor London Breed was worse than the, when they first moved there. Only mm-hmm. 10% said it was better. 10% said it was better? Yeah, idiots. When did they move there? Right. <laughs> Women reportedly found the city to be worse than did their male counterparts, parts, 69%, uh, reporting a significant deterioration. <laughs> and uh, they Chill represented time. a seven-point gendered change. Not the first time gendered change has happened in San Francisco. Uh, only 7% noting there were big signs of improvement. Oh, my God. What delusional world are they living in? It's really sad to see. I mean, think about how beautiful that city used to be. It used to be. It's, I mean, the skyline, the whole. Yes. You yes. know, the beautiful, the food was good. I mean, it was, it used to be. Now, I've seen a lot of meltdowns in San Francisco, like out on the streets. Right. I mean, I saw some rich guy lose his mind in the lobby of the hotel. I mean, one time, it was interesting. Really? The police had to come get him. Oh, yeah. Was, dude, what was he upset about? You, I just, oh. They messed up his reservation. And he just literally lost oh, his no. shit to the point where he was threatening everybody in the lobby. And oh, the my God. Thing. And uh, police had to come get him. Wow. By the time they took him out, he was pretty much undressed. Oh. <laughs> Seems like an odd way to I mean, this guy protest. had money, you could tell, or, you know, he pretended to have. Yeah. He thought the world owed him something. He wasn't white either. <laughs> I laugh because of privilege. Um there were 23,500 crimes of theft or larceny. This is this year. Jeez. 209 crimes of arson, 4,222 carjackings. Carjackings. 4,086 burglaries, 1,804 assaults, 1,634 robberies, 170 rapes, 36 murders. Yeah. Who was it? And that's only exacerbated at the state level. We're just talking about San Francisco. Right. And and uh, there was, I th- was it Seth Rogen, one of the actors, and I know this was L.A., not, <laughs> not San Francisco, but talking about like, 
yeah, man, like you, your car just gets broken into. I mean, that's just part of living in L.A. Like, it's just, <laughs> just the rite of passage. Come on, man. It happens to everyone. It's yeah. just so weird. I don't know, man. I got a weird view of freedom, I, you know, and liberty <laughs> and just being able to protect your shit. Yeah. Um, I just have a weird sense of just, you know, keep your hands off my stuff, right? You, you were talking about uh, the man who had a meltdown in the middle of a hotel. Speaking yeah. of keep your hands off my stuff, I about had a meltdown when I came back from uh, a trip one day and walked into the the parking lot at the airport and saw that someone had like hit my car enough that there was a dent in it. And I'm like, oh, I, I wanted know what to you said. You do know what I said. Because I'm like, this is my stuff. I worked hard for it. Yeah. This is, I bought a nice car because I worked hard for it. And you, f***er, <laughs> who doesn't give a shit about your own stuff. What? 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 Just carelessly knocks my door. And did they leave their information? No. Yeah. I mean, think of Stuber gear. Just think <laughs> yeah. of him. Think okay. of him. This guy's been waiting 14 months for a new car. Unreal. And then imagine you finally get that, right? You get that car. And you take it somewhere. And, yeah. and I'm not there, I'm just stupid. Anybody who goes through this. Right. You right. save up the money. Yes. You know, buying a new vehicle is a stressful experience. You put the down payment, it's you I, get it's the mine. credit. You know, I you do bought the thing. It. I bought it. And then you're going to come jack with it. Yes. Mess it up. It's and I got to so deal with it. Violating. You know, I had my truck stolen. Uh, God, I almost forgot that. What, what was that, two years, three years yes. ago now? Out of, you know, Dallas. Not far from here, as a matter of fact. A very recognizable truck, by the way. <laughs> probably too recognizable. <laughs> Uh, probably too recognizable. You know, they stole it Getting and went it in there. Getting wrapped with my face That's probably a, was not a... Uh, they stole it and went, oh, shit, this is Chad Prather's truck. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that was a targeted hit, but um, my face wasn't really on the truck, folks. No. I fake, it's fake news, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> fake news. Uh, they had that thing stripped down in 10 minutes, guaranteed. Yeah, oh, yeah. But... Um, no, I, you know, you do all that and then somebody comes and jacks with it. I mean, that's a, that's, that's, keep your hands off my stuff. Yes. Certainly don't excuse it. You know what? Uh, keep your hands off my hair. I'm going to keep the hair that I have. And hair loss can be tough. Uh, you see it in your pictures. Your barber points it out. The barbers always point it out. Everybody keeps telling me when they see a picture of me with no hat on, they're like, why don't you just let it go? <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> no. Uh, what are you going to do about it if your hair is thinning? Don't go off shave it off. Don't do all that stuff. Save your hair with Keeps. Keeps has clinically proven, FDA-approved hair treatments available online. And uh, you can prevent hair loss. You can stimulate hair growth or take care of the hair you have. Your Keeps physician is going to help you select the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. Easy stuff. No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost. And if you have questions, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7. If those balding jokes are wearing thin, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair. Visit keeps.com slash loss for 50% off your order. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash loss. Keeps.com slash loss. We'll be right back. Everybody says it. We make a living just bitching about things. And yeah. Um, the uh, <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Are you jealous? It's fun. It is fun. I'd like to believe we're doing more than just bitching, though. Yeah. Have you ever done any stem cell stuff? No. Like, I, I, like I'm going to start. I got a buddy of mine who's got a stem cell deal. Really? I'll tell more about it later on. But yeah, like uh, he's got a clinic in Waco. 
Okay. And you can get the stem cell injections or even the IVs. It ain't cheap. What does it do? Uh, it makes you feel like a 25-year-old again. The oh, stem cell I could use that. therapy, actually, it rebuilds the stuff that's mm-hmm. been broken down in your body. So, like, if you're having, you know, like, I got arthritis in my elbows and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You can get those injections. It'll actually rebuild the tissue and all that kind of stuff. People who have done stem cell therapy, I mean, they swear by it. I mean, they, I've known people. I've worked with a ton of professional athletes, former professional athletes, organizations that are helping veterans and all this kind of stuff. We've done a ton of stuff that people are having to go to, like, Colombia uh-huh, and uh-huh. Mexico City and stuff like that to get these treatments wow. now starting to get it here um and so good good buddy I'll tell more information later on but yeah. my buddy does it make you good. look younger uh well in some cases and it reminded me because we were just talking about the keeps stuff yeah. in some cases I know people who their hair starts growing again I'm interested yeah yeah interesting so um anyway I think next week I'm gonna go down and maybe get a I would love to hear more uh yeah my as, as I don't want to tell their business but Steve Helms, uh-huh. the Texas legend. Uh-huh. Uh, him and his wife, they've been doing it. They love it. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to Good talk stuff. to him about it. That's fascinating. Getting their knees and stuff. Treated. I don't know that I want to. I don't know that I want to spend the money. Well, I'll on tell it. you this: former, I'm, I haven't hit the age where like my my body's no, you're bothering great. me. Far, former Dallas Cowboy great legend Bob Lilly. I was with him. I had dinner with him uh, a couple years ago. Me and Coach Jackie Sherrill. Uh, Jackie Sherrill was at Texas A and M and and Mississippi State and. Uh, he's a friend and i was i'd done plenty of events with the coach and we were there we were having dinner and um and it was again for a benefit that was helping raise money for people who need the stem cell stuff bob Lilly, honestly the man and he's up there he's 80s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was on death's door started getting the stem cell therapy and it he's a new man wow he's a new man so again i'm not i'm not saying go get it or anything like that i'm just saying i'm exploring this you know it's it's funny because my um my older son who you know very well, um, he ha- sometimes he'll get in these, uh, you know, phases where he's like very concerned about how much time he has left before he dies. Mm. And so he's like, well, how old do people live? And I just try to tell him, honey, you don't need to worry about that because however old people live now, it's going to be way older by the time you get to be yeah. up there because the science is just changing. It's always changing. So, and, there's, yeah. and there's more people turning 100 than any other demographic in America. Yeah, so. yeah. So I I try to like avoid answering that well, question. Well, just tell him never go to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he doesn't have to worry about the pandemic anymore because Joe Biden has said that's over. Yay. Let's, let's, I'm going to change gears with you, Mark. Uh, Joe Biden on 60 Minutes, he told, who was that? Harry Shearer? What's that guy's name? <sighs> What's that what dude's is name? His name? Mr. Mr. President. Scott. What's his name? Anyway, let me look it up. I know it's not Harry Shearer. <laughs> Harry like Shearer's voice on The Simpsons. Um, the uh, but he called it. And now the White House yesterday made uh, they walked it Scott back. Scott Pelley, I think they walked it back because during the interview, Joe Biden said the pandemic was over, despite numbers from the CDC showing hundreds of Americans dying every day from COVID nineteen. Um, and so the White House now has walked that back. And uh, Pelly, what's his name? Yeah, Scott Pelly. Scott Pelly. And so he asked him, he said, uh, America, Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Is the pandemic over? Biden said, the pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. But it's but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everyone seems to be in pretty good shape. So I think it's changing. And I think this is a perfect example of it. Now, again, this would be the thing. If, if Donald Trump or anybody on the right were to say something like that, it'd be hell to pay because mm-hmm. the Reeves would lose their freaking mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just like those people celebrating those migrants getting on the bus and leaving and they're, ah, 
<laughs> the only time you saw them celebrate was when they were leaving. Te amo. Te amo. Te amo. Te amo. As, as we deport you, you're someone else's problem now. Te amo. <laughs> oh, the Stepford wives are going back to tea and Chardonnay. <laughs> so, uh, but now the White House yesterday, they walked back. They said, ah, they, well, they, we didn't mean for the president to say what the president said. Oh. How many times now does the White House have to keep walking back? A walkie back. Well, you know, it's funny because the rest of us have known for a, a while now that the pandemic has been over, yeah. right? But it's never been something that the government has been willing to admit because then they would have to relinquish some of the power that they stole from you. Yes, stole from you. Yeah. But it was just fascinating when he said that because I, it enraged me because I'm like, you just used this stupid pandemic that you claim we're still in to get emergency use authorization for a booster shot that has been tested in eight mice and no humans. You just used that as an excuse for emergency use authorization. Right. You just determined that it was an emergency and said that you were going to give student loan forgiveness. And the basis upon which you made that decision was that we were in a pandemic and it was an emergency. And weeks later, you're like, nah, it's not a thing anymore. So I was, again, uh, talking to somebody about the stem cell thing. They're in the, like the eighth clinical trial of this thing with the stem cell for COVID. They've given it to people, people who are like really bad off. Oh, yeah. I believe it. So we'll see. I now, will it. they make mainstream if that's true? If that's true. Again, allegedly, right. if it's true, will you think that'll make mainstream? Because the person was telling me about yes. it. I said, let me tell you something, bro. No. I said, modern medicine ain't interested in curing you. No. Yeah, they I want wonder, you just well enough to have to stay on the prescription. I wonder if it does anything for like cancer. If it's, well, that's if another, it, that's another thing. I mean, again, in the, historically, and... there's other stuff that I've looked at that has been like, um, I mean, we know ivermectin cures certain types. Which I think we're allowed to say now. Right? Is that we're allowed well, to say I mean, and not get banned for life? Well, literally on health.gov, right. whatever. Right. right, The NIH website yeah. as well. Yeah, now, now we're allowed to say ivermectin works. It's Oh, turns out it's not just a horse paste. You can actually right. take it and it actually benefits you. Right. I'm glad that we can finally agree it's on that. It's antibacterial. Why don't you put Clorox in your veins? Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. I can't wait to sing another song. What? Mark Levin shared my song. I saw that. Mac Levin. Of course, I always, always wonder, is Mac really the guy doing the Twitter? I don't know. I think so. You think so? You think Mark, Mark Levin, Levin lets anyone handle his Twitter for Never him? Know. I don't know about these people. These people have people. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, it was a great song. Everyone the, uh, needs to listen to it. There was a New Jersey radio host. Uh, this is in your area here, as far as the uh, stuff going on. New Jersey radio host that defended teachers who have sex with underage students. Hmm. Well, okay. Um, like I'm going to say, if you're having sex with a student, you just leave the underage part out. It, yes. Like even if you're of age, if you're a teacher having it, sex with a student that's even 18 years old, you that's, still that's, that's a no go. That's a no go. You, you lose the job, the whole thing. So. So um, how did they defend it? Dennis Malloy and Judy Franco, radio host, New Jersey's WKX WFM, voice controversial opinions regarding teachers of sexual relationships with their underage students. Um, they each published published a blog article on the station's website defending young adult teachers accused of having inappropriate contact with their students. Um, I don't know here. I you know that's um, wait. Let me guess. Were they defending women who were having inappropriate uh, relationships with their young male students? Well, they they noted that the age of consent in New Jersey is sixteen. 
Malloy argued that while both parties' actions were wrong, the teacher should not have to register as a sex offender for it. Um, well, if they have to register for a sex offender, it's because it, it was illegal. It was a 24-year-old male teacher Okay. who was with a 17-year-old female student. Yeah. So he said, I'm not condoning what the man did. It was wrong. And, uh, you know, shouldn't have to register as a sex offender for the rest of their life. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I don't know on that. It's, it's a hard it's a hard deal. Um, one. You knew what was you knew what you were going into. Mm-hmm. Right. I've already said it's, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Um, it, it, you know, you know, I dated my teacher, but I waited till I was 32. <laughs> <laughs> 30, uh, 33 to 34 I don't know something like that we were, we were she was five years older than me we're still good friends yeah we didn't I mean you right, know, right right we didn't we didn't uh, explore the tensions when I was in her English class it's just I, I was sh- I'm actually sh- well you're bringing up what I thought that this was because I was shocked that it wasn't uh, defending Female. the women yeah. with the young males because somehow in our society we've determined that like it's okay because you know 17 year old boys uh, 16 year old boys give their friends high fives when they score it with the teacher that that's not yeah. somehow damaging or inappropriate yeah. it's it like it shocks me because so many on the conservative side would just be like well he that was like the best time of his life it's like yeah he, I'm sure he thinks so in the moment but for the same reason that we say that children yeah. can't consent to, uh, g- you know, gender reassignment surgery and all of these other things, <clears throat> boys are no different than girls. In fact, girls mature quicker. Yeah. So uh, certainly a boy, a young boy who's not an adult is not in the right mindset to be able to consent to that. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some situations out there where I've known of where I was like, yeah, registering as a sex offender. I know you're, you're like, punish them all, punish them all. But there's some situations out there where I look at it and I'm like. Really? And like, you know, sure. a guy's 21 and he dates a girl that's 17 in sure. a certain state or something like that. Sure. It's like, sure. yeah. And she comes out and says, well, he exposed himself to me. Well, now he's got to register as a sex offender. I don't know. No, I'm the talking guy. about like yeah. the 32-year-old yeah, uh, female teacher with the 14-year-old boy. Whole other deal. Yeah. But then again, if you're the teacher and you hook up with a student, eh. There's all levels of wrong on that. Yeah. yeah. All well, levels of wrong. I mean, that's just you're in a power position. So, right. you know, they talk you about become, the Me Too movement. You become like, a is... seductor. You become a seductress. You, you, yeah, you that's, have a person that's, a that's pred- impressionable. Predatory behavior. It is. And that's not not OK. So, um, yeah, in that regard, yeah, yeah, I think you should have to register mm-hmm. in a deal like that because you took advantage of, yep. a, of a position of authority. Yep. It's not like, you know, you're 21 dating a 17-year-old. You took advantage of a position of authority. Yeah, if you're going to date someone that young, go find someone who's not your student. And again, when I was 24, I already had two children. So I think of 24-year-olds differently. Right. You know? Yeah. I I, I matured pretty damn fast. Yeah. Um, And, and, I mean, you know, I I just think there's, there's some stuff there that there's some gray area in regards to that. But when it comes to a teacher. Mm, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. All right. When it comes to liberals in Congress, there's no way they would accept term limits on themselves. And yet they're now fighting tooth and nail to impose term limits on Supreme Court justices, term limits for thee, but not for me. Sounds completely hypocritical to me. But uh, of course, since when has it ever been a problem for the left to do that? They do whatever it takes to seize more power, even if it means purging the Supreme Court of its most experienced justices. To no one's surprise, their new court purging scheme would remove long-serving conservative justices like Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and then they would be replaced with new justices who would rubber stamp their radical agenda. 
Well, since Democrats are working hard to pass uh, court purging with term limits, we need to work even harder to stop it. Or the Supreme Court, as we know it, will never be the same. So if you care about the integrity of the Supreme Court and don't want to see it taken over by political hacks, visit SupremeCoup.com. That's SupremeCoup.com. SupremeCoup.com. We'll be right back. Oh, well, welcome back to the show, <laughs> folks. It uh, it appears as if we're watching the not-so-decline of American economic freedom in real time. I mean, right in front of our faces. The numbers bear this out, folks. Uh, every year, there's a think tank called the Fraser Institute, and they release a report on the economic freedom of the world in which they rank countries accordingly. Now, this report measures economic freedom using a lot of factors, including size of government, respect for property rights, freedom to trade, monetary policy, and regulation. Now, you and I being red-blooded Americans, we think that America would be number one at the top of that list with a bullet, as she surely has been down throughout the past couple of centuries, well, mostly, and the past century for sure at least. But no, as a matter of fact, we just lost our spot in uh, sixth place from last year, and we're now at seventh in the world. Seventh. We're currently behind Hong Kong, Singapore, Switzerland, New Zealand, Denmark, and freaking Australia. And as if that wasn't enough to curl your toes and make your hair fall out, the numbers show that it's actually a lot worse than that because the reason we only fell one spot down is that the rest of the world has fallen precipitously over the past couple of years as well. Ever since the flu Manchu got its moment in the spotlight, countries all around the world have become severely less economically free. If our rate of declination was to be in a vacuum, in other words, if we had experienced a decline over the past two years and the rest of the world had just carried on as normal, we would be 20th on the list of economically free countries. Let that sink in. Uh, that's not just outrageous. It's absolutely unacceptable. Now, I know that I shout the praises of the orange man, Donald Trump, and his administration from the rooftops pretty often on, on this show or wherever my social media takes me. But the current administration leaves me no choice. Before this band of idiots got into power, we were crushing it in terms of building back American economic freedom. We didn't just have a booming economy before the pandemic. We had an administration in general and a president in particular who understood the value of things like deregulation within the American market. We had a long way to go, as the evidence of this report over the years suggests. But by God, we were making massive strides in the right direction. And now where are we? heading down the ladder uh you know it, it hit almost like to a second or third world status thanks to the machinations of biden and his friends i mean here's the silver lining even the democrats must have some dim understanding of what this president is doing uh to this country otherwise his polls wouldn't be so consistently in the toilet even on their side of the aisle as bad as the woke contingency of the democratic party is and as loud as they are in our politics they don't buy any means represent the majority of democratic voters in other words even democrats by and large are concerned with the shit show this economy has become just in the past two years in the past year in particular now 
I'm not breathing that huge sigh of relief yet when it comes down to these clowns leaving office. November is coming up, and the greatest thing we could hope for would be to turn Joe Biden into a lame duck for the next two and a half years. But I never underestimate the power of Republicans to screw things up. I am determined, though, and you should be too. It's time for us to rise up and become the leaders of the free world once again. It's a position we fought and paid for, and the world truly does need us to be doing it right. We Americans truly are the rising tide that lifts all boats and we've got to stop sleeping on the job amen cj and i you know we've been doing that series of videos make me a sandwich mostly to piss off the feminists but i like sandwiches and so we made a bologna sandwich a joe bologna sandwich <laughs> it's on my youtube channel it's on my facebook it's on my instagrams all that kind of stuff we're having fun with it and uh, but again the whole point of that video was well we can't afford a fancy sandwich we've got to make a a Joe Bologna sandwich. Wow, I can't remember the last time I had bologna, oh, but now so I good. really want some. Joe brought bologna it's back. so gross. Yeah, bring, I mean, it's delicious, yeah. but... He built bologna back better. <laughs> Meat parts is what we're eating. It's one big hot yeah, dog is what bleh. it is. It's one big sliced hot dog. It sure does taste good, though. Oh, so Fried good. bologna. She'd never had bologna. Really? 36 years old, she'd never had bologna. I'm sure, number one, she appreciates you sharing her age with everyone. I don't give a but shit. also, number two, um, what is she? Uh, our Martha's Vineyard? Martha's Vineyard. She's from the Woodlands, Texas. Yeah. Martha's Vineyard. She's from the I've Woodlands, never, which is the I've Texas never, version of Fredericksburg. Which Fredericksburg is the Texas version of Martha's Vineyard. Baloney. Baloney. What is this baloney? Baloney. What is this you speak of? Why am I your guinea pig, sir? <laughs> Just put the sausage in your mouth and shut up. Why are you feeding me meat pots? <laughs> that is a butthole. <laughs> this is a meat butthole. But wow, it's but, sure. Wow, it's delicious. <laughs> I've never eaten ass. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> Just wasn't fried. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, sorry, mom. <laughs> I did not realize when I derailed the conversation that it, that's where it was going to end. Whew. I've never seen you cackle that hard. Oh my god! I'm going to be in. Uh, I'm going to be in Fredericksburg, Texas, drinking the wine, the yes. wine, fine wine. That was my probably my favorite trip that I ever took with my husband outside of our Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg, in, Texas is a lot of people. It's a it's a crowd. It's, it's a great place so to go antiquing. Fun. And, we want yeah, we want to go back. Yeah, we just have anything called children. Yeah. They that, really uh, they cramp your wine wine tastings. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, no, we're gonna be there uh, Friday night. Rockbox Theater. It'll be a sold out show. Here's the thing about that frustrates me about venues and theaters is. Um, is when you um, um, start having to um, you get those onesie twosie seats, you know? Yeah. Because people separate; they don't want to sit by the one, and they leave right. the one seat yes. in the middle. So yeah. there's like a dozen seats that are oh, sitting there annoying. that are onesie twosies. Now there's still some in the back where you guys can get them. And there's not a bad seat in that venue. The venue should just be allowed to like at a certain point just move people. Yeah, just yeah. push people. But even if they did that, you just have the one on the end. So that would suck. Maybe. See? But you know, you got a whole aisle and there's a one seat. Yeah, that's annoying. And see, that's what to do. These venues, they go, they go, oh, well, we'll give you a bonus. At, uh, we'll sign you a bonus check if you sell it out. 
It's impossible to sell it out. Right. Yeah. You, you guys put odd numbers yeah. on the aisles. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, They're know. not expecting you to work that out in your yeah. little noggin, though, Chad. Well, I, I've been doing shows a long time. I know how <laughs> these structures work, uh, both the theaters and the bonuses, all of them structures. But yeah, uh, we're going to be at Frederick's. We're going to be a good time. We're going to have fun. The ragamuffins, we're so tight. I have the best musicians in North Texas. I can't wait to hear you guys live again. I am the most mediocre <laughs> musician, but I have the best musicians. I, I well, I also think that you're great, but Thank I just you. you guys are just amazing. We went I, into the we we have great chemistry together. We went in the studio, and they're all we've all known each other for years and right, years, right? Years and years. We just decided to bring it all together, and I got Steve Helms on the guitar. You got Ben McPherson on the fiddle. You got Jeff Gilbert on drums, and Mike Wasden on the bass, and and then there's little old me. And we just we did a song in the studio. Um, I got over you, and you got under him. Yeah. And so that's going to come out. It's going to be fun. We got another one. Um, we're going to go in studio and do. We're going to sing it for the first time, I think, live in Fredericksburg on Friday <gasps> night. Um, it takes two fifths to make that girl a 10. Yes. And, uh, okay. Yeah. I just, for the audience, I'm yeah. sorry because this is going to be really annoying because I'm going to be telling you to be excited about something that you don't know yet. But yeah. I've heard these yeah. songs and they are, trust me when I tell you, like, yeah. They are game changers. Yeah. Well, I, I send them, I, when I write these songs or whatever, or whoever, we get these songs, we yeah. put them together, we compile them, I send them over to you for your approval. And They're some so funny stuff. good. I mean, the writing is amazing. And they are like, they're jams. Yeah. Like, I'm like, they, I they hear are. this. They're banger jam. I mean, yeah, they really are. For like, so, I mean, I was like, I hear this on radio stations yeah. all over the place. And like, the whole thing, we just get somebody to carry it. Right. I mean, that's the whole deal. So if you if you guys are conservative radio promoters and people yeah. like that, you want to take on a project, Chad Prather and the Ragamuffins is one of those deals that cancer culture is going to hate and you want to trigger some people. When I say quality music, oh my I mean, God. I it mean is. but it's going to be risque because we're going to say, yeah. you know, like, but it's, it's an earworm. Like those, the yes. I got over you when you got under him, that song gets in your head. Yes. You can't get it out. Yes. And then, so were the um, other ones that I heard. Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, when I got a song that, you know, we got a song that's um, uh, partnered up with my buddy Chuck Allen Floyd, who's an incredible singer songwriter. Uh, and, and this is one of his, you know, it takes two fifths to make that girl a 10. If I want to lick her later, well, I better lick her now. <laughs> so good. It's That's why we so drink. Good. That's why we lick now. If we lick her now, lick right her. now. Let's lick her up. Yeah, we better lick her up. Um, yeah, so just be like, get excited yeah, about some, these things on the horizon with him. We got some good stuff coming out. and uh, But it's fun. We've been in the studio, Bart Rose's studio over there at Fort Worth Sound. Yeah. And, having a good time that's why i say we talked about it yesterday people won't talk about canceling you these people should never be allowed right. to sing again well we're gonna do it anyway and it, look as long as people that's why it's so important that when it, whenever we post a show you need to go to watchchad.com mm -hmm. mm -hmm. visit my website and just see if we're gonna do a show you want some of this yeah even if we're gonna we're not in your area at some point in time we'll come to your area right you know? Yeah. But you need to support it and find yes. out because that's how you get over the cancel culture. Go out and have a, uh, a conservative good time. Yep. And I had I just did a show the other night and a girl comes up to me. She manages the theater and she goes, I got to confess something. I need to tell you something. I said, what? She goes, I'm a Democrat. And I said, I got to tell you something. I, I don't, don't give care. a shit. <laughs> I said, did I say something that in any way bothered you? She goes, yeah. no, I had a blast. That's Biggest great. crowd they've ever had in that theater. And wow. I was like, we had a blast. They're like, we got to have you back. I was like, you know, it's amazing. People with common sense, that's what they yeah. do. Yeah. Hang on, we'll be right back. That's really funny. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg
politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. Let's see, we talked about that, we talked about that, we talked about that, we talked about that. I'm really distracted because my mom just sent me a really cute video of my son. I just felt (laughs) like... (laughs) You know, kids are like farts. You only love your own, you know? It's true. I always, I often wonder how teachers can do what they do. Because oh I'm like, God, if I was no stuck with 20 of these kids, I would now, not be a good time. I do love your kids. Yeah, thanks. Um, Sarah Rao uh, previously said that um, looking at the U.S. flag makes her want to puke. She now claimed that all Republicans are Nazis. Who? Uh, yeah. She's the co-author of the forthcoming book, White Women, Everything You Already Know About Your Own Racism and How to Do Better. Oh. Yeah. So this country is a racist, transphobic, homophobic, xenophobic, ableist, uh, classist, Islamophobic, misogynistic, my eyes went across, dumpster dumpster fire. fire. As such, seeing the American flag makes me want to puke. That was her tweet. Vomit. I, so what is... So you're telling me that you have leaving. anorexia or bulimia? <laughs> I mean, ri- but really. I guess I'm fat phobic now. Why are they still here if they hate this country that much? Listen, I just literally told you six other countries that are economically better off than America. Pick one. I mean, really? Pick one. I just told you six in that last monologue. Right? We rank <laughs> yeah. seventh now. Yeah. We go to one of those other nations. I had a guy the other day who came at me because I said, look... Men and women bled and died for this country. It should be harder to be an American citizen. Yes. You should have some skin in the freaking game. Yes. You shouldn't just come in here and us go, okay, the doors are open. You shouldn't do that. I mean, this our liberty is soaked in blood, right? Our constitution matters. Assimilating to our values and mm-hmm. our country and, and the things that it stands, stands dear to. I mean, that, that, that should matter, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just get to come in here and run rough shot over it. And some guy says, well... You guys in America think everything's better. And I looked at this thing, and, and, and he was from Belgium. I said, <laughs> bro, we liberated Belgium in September of 1944. I mean, we've consistently lifted people up. Uh, and you're he welcome. Says, he said, did you thank the French for your independence? Um, yeah, we liberated them in 1945. Yeah. So we kind of have. Yeah. I mean, they, maybe they need to be telling us thank you. Right. You know, we appreciate the French's contribution to to the American War of Independence. Yeah. We probably could not have won it without the French's contribution. But I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but that was back in the 1700s. I think the reparations have been paid. Yes. Um, you know, old, uh, the sculptor Eiffel, he gave us a Statue of Liberty. I think we made our peace with you guys. 
Oh, and by the way, bring me your, you know, your, your poor, your hunger, your huddle masses, all that. That's not constitutional. Oh, God, I hate that's, it that's when they poem quote that. It's a poem. A written by a Frenchman. <laughs> it's a, French a poem. <laughs> it's not law. It's not dictate. Like, well, that's not very Christian of you. I love the people who say that, oh, too. My God. Oh, very Christian of you. Well, you know that. what's Christian of me to make sure that we have sovereign borders so that my children and my children's children mm-hmm. aren't just associating with criminals who are just running rampant in our country. Well, I think that that's pretty Christian. If of you me. read Matthew 24, you hear Jesus predict uh, what was for them the end of time. And, he, and I believe my interpretation, a lot of people think it's the end of time. I think he was uh, talking about 70 A.D. when the Romans sacked, Romans sacked Jerusalem. And what they did was, again, if you read your Old Testament, uh, they talk about building the wall around Jerusalem. That was a very like books of the Old Testament are written about building the wall around Jerusalem. Uh, Jesus said there will not be one stone left on top of another. The whole curse of, of the judgment for crucifying the Son of God placed on Jerusalem was that their wall would be torn down and they would lose their identity. They would lose their sense of nationality. They would be led away from that place. So part of the curse was they lost their wall. Wow. And uh, so Christian of me to bring that kind of thing up. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to see not Christian of me, go watch the first five minutes of yesterday's show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that in and of itself. You know what I love, too, is that they always, uh, the left, always, I don't have anything you know, when I'm talking about Twitter, I don't have anything in my bio that's like, I'm a Christian. I like, it's just not yeah, in there, right? Like, but I they don't... constantly, if you are conservative or like spout some sort of conservative view, they're like, oh, that's not very, cri- what would Jesus do? That's not very Christian of you. I'm like, I didn't say anything didn't about Didn't say anything about being a Christian. Uh, and again, not, not in that context. Again, I don't put Jesus on my business card. <laughs> right. So like, so who are you to assume? I'm not saying I'm not, but like, why is that the thing that you always yeah. go to when you hear you think that like non-Christians can't believe in freedom and liberty and maybe like, oh, I don't know, not killing babies? Yeah, I don't know if you saw a watermark on this video that had the little ichthus fish, but I don't have that there. Right. Like, we were we were just here talking common sense. Right. It's just so bizarre that I they mean, you, you, immediately you can go move to over that. to that studio right over there <laughs> and Ali Stuckey will give you the Bible studies that we don't do that here. Every now and then we'll do that. And I'm not picking on Allie. God bless her for yeah. what she does. I mean, yeah. that's one of the smartest women we know. Yeah. And uh, you watch her show. She'll do that. That, But that's not what right. we do here. Right. Not the whole deal. So anyway. It's just such a fake. <laughs> they want to hold you to a standard that like they don't actually care about or believe in in the first place. Yeah. So, But it's just really funny to me that they always go to that. They can't imagine a conservative who is, I don't know, <gasps> atheist. Yeah. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> Oh, God forbid. Well, Sarah Rouse says we're all Republicans. And then whatever it was they were doing in the Trump rally, holding their hand up or their finger up or whatever they were doing the other night, and everybody said, see, they're holding their arms up like like uh, SS oh, Nazis. God. Okay. You know, it's, okay. that's, uh, yeah. Sounds like yeah. a little projection to me. It sounds a little bit like it. A little bit. Yeah, there was a, uh, anyway. Sometimes when I'm singing Sucking on a Chili Dog, which is my rendition of John Mellencamp's classic song, mm-hmm. Jack and Diane, you know, I'd hold that arm like a rocker, you know? Yeah, sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> Eating bologna sandwiches. That's very Hitler-esque. It's very Hitler-esque. You know the thing about Hitler? <laughs> yes? Is he killed himself. And that makes me happy. <laughs> That's not very Christian of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink to that.
blew his brains right across the room. How about that? This took a really weird turn. His little mustache was askew. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because it was down by his foot. <laughs> oh! Ah! Off the rails. Get me out of here. I want us to talk about Sasha Stone in overtime and her New York Post article, uh, Why I Can No Longer Vote for Joe Biden. We're going to talk about that in overtime. Okay. I want you to join me. We're going to do it. you got to subscribe to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad to save. We are not done here. A couple of bookkeeping things. We want to wrap this thing up for a Thursday and send you into the weekend all hot and bothered. <laughs> so don't go anywhere. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All the places to find all the things, shopsarahg.com and uh, watchchad.com for all the fun stuff is. I'm also going to be in Godly, Texas. That's right. And uh, that's October 1st. We're going to be there at Del Norte Tacos. And then uh, the January, uh, January 2023. Wow, time flies. We're starting, you heard it here first, the Buck Wild Comedy Tour. What? It's going to be me. Dustin Sims, Zach Rushing, Jesse Payton. And let me tell you, you want to wear your big girl panties to that show. Wow. That's right. I'm your best friend. I, this is the first time I'm hearing First that. time you've heard. <laughs> Buck Wild Comedy Tour. And trust me, it's going to be raw. We love you. God bless you. See you on overtime. Bye. Wow.